Right now, we are living in the golden age of neuroscience. We've learned more important stuff about the brain in the past 10 years than in all the years leading up to that. And the discoveries are coming so fast that a lot of them haven't made it out of the lab and into our lives in a way that we can benefit from them every day. One of the biggest discoveries that no one's talking about is that discipline, the ability to do what's hard so we can get what we want out of life, is based in one little spot in the brain that's right here. It's an area of gray matter, the mush that makes up your brain, that's about the size of your thumb. And we now know some pretty important things about it. Things that can help you and me make our lives better. We know what has to happen in your brain in order for you to have more discipline, making you more likely to achieve your goals in life. And we know what can happen in your brain that will kill your discipline and your dreams along with it. Here's the best part. The more you understand how discipline works in your brain, the more power you'll have over yourself to get yourself to do the things that'll take your life to the next level. And it just so happens that is what this video is all about. So let's do this. All right, discipline is the reason that both of these former Navy SEALs are rock stars. It's all they talk about. And millions and millions of us watch every day. Here's what Jocko says it's all about. He says, discipline means taking the hard road to do what's right for yourself and for other people. The easy path calls for us to be weak in that moment, to give in to the desire and the short-term gratification. But the discipline will not allow that. It calls for strength and fortitude and will. The discipline can seem like it's your worst enemy but discipline is your best friend. It'll take care of you like nothing else can. And it'll put you on that path, the path to strength and health and happiness. And most importantly, it'll put you on the path to freedom. Yeah, Jocko's good with the words. When he talks to us, we have a tingly feeling inside and somehow it makes us wanna get up and do shit. Same with Goggins. Here's how he puts it. Your brain is the most powerful weapon in the world, and it wants to control you. You gotta tell your brain where you wanna go and how you wanna get there. You gotta control it or it's over. If you can't control your own brain, you're fucked. 20 years ago, Goggins weighed 297 pounds, and he earned $12,000 a year spraying for cockroaches. He says, at the time, I thought I was trying hard. I thought that was me at my 100% potential. Well, when you look at all he's done since then, that right there is some powerful stuff for us to think about. I mean, pretty much everyone considers him the toughest guy on the planet. He ran over 7,000 miles in a single year, went through Navy SEAL Hell Week three times, and now he's a best-selling author. And if you want him to come speak at your event for an hour, you gotta shell out 35,000 bucks. So how does someone go from being an obese exterminator with zero ambition to the kind of world domination he's experiencing now? Well, he and Jocko know the secrets of discipline. That's why we all listen to them. We want some of that to rub off on us. And it does. 
The reason they have that effect on us is that these guys are pulling levers in our brain that increase our level of discipline. The problem is that listening to Jocko for 10 minutes in the morning may not give you a full day of discipline, at least not at the level you need it. But the cool thing is that we can all learn how to pull these levers ourselves so we can keep that discipline going nonstop. So I now present to you the four levers in your brain that activate discipline. We begin with the tube test. On the left, we have mouse number one. And on the right, mouse number two. Both of these mice want the same thing in life. They wanna move forward. If you think about it, it's like a simplified version of what we all want from life, forward progress. But this is a one lane tube. Only one of them is gonna get what he wants. The question is, will it be mouse number one or mouse number two? I'll give you a hint. If David Goggins was one of these mice, he'd be number one. And number one wins the competition. Now, you might be wondering, what do these two mice in a tube have to do with discipline? Well, discipline is having the inner strength to push forward no matter what's standing in your way. Discipline is continuing to exert effort, even when it looks like what you're trying to do could be impossible. And Goggins the mouse clearly is the one with discipline. Now the tube test has been around a long time, but just a few years ago, some neuroscientists in Shanghai used it to make a giant breakthrough in our understanding of discipline in the brain. This spot in your brain that I mentioned earlier, it's called the dorsomedial prefrontal cortex. And what these guys found is that a cluster of brain cells inside there controls your level of discipline. They came up with a way to switch those neurons on or off in mice. And when they were switched on, the mouse had discipline. He never stopped pushing till he was all the way through the tube. When they were switched off, the mouse didn't push at all. He got shoved out of the tube and didn't want to go anywhere near it. He just wanted to sit on the couch, smoke some weed, and play video games. No, that's not true. Mice don't smoke weed. What is true is that we humans have dorsomedial prefrontal cortexes just like mice do. And if we could get Elon Musk's company that's working on connecting brains directly to the internet to make an app for us that'd turn on that cluster of neurons, we'd have infinite discipline. We'd be Goggins times a million. But we might have to wait a few years for that. In the meantime, the Chinese researchers made a second discovery and it's awesome. There is a circuit in your brain, which people are now calling the winner circuit, which goes from the thalamus deep in the middle of the brain to the discipline area. And it switches those neurons on or off. It's called the winner circuit because when it's on, your discipline neurons get turned on and you win the tube test. And when it's off, your discipline neurons get turned off and you get pushed out of the tube. Now here's the awesome thing they discovered. Some mice have winter circuits that are pretty much always on. And those mice always get what they want in life. Other mice have winter circuits that never turn on. And those guys never get what they want. The thing that makes the difference is the mouse's history of winning. If he's won a bunch of times in the past, he's gonna have a strong winner circuit. 
But if he's lost way more times than he's won, he's gonna have a weak winner circuit. Now, you might ask me this question. Uh, Mike, I get the use of the word winner if we're talking about two mice in a tube or a boxing match, but I just need the discipline to eat less pizza and more broccoli. So how does being a winner apply to that? Well, that's a really good question. What it's about is winning against the enemy inside. The voice that's telling you to do what's easy or what feels good or what's comfortable. So in your case, any day that you eat broccoli with no pizza under it, that's a win. And it should be no surprise that lever number one to activate discipline in your brain is winning. And the main way to make yourself into a winner is to get as many small wins as you can rather than making it all about the big win. That is exactly what this guy told us in one of the best speeches you can find on the internet. Retired Admiral William McRaven is the guy who got Osama bin Laden in 2011. And a few years later, he gave an incredible speech at UT Austin, which if you haven't watched it, you absolutely need to shut me off right now and go watch it. The speech was so popular that he made it into a book called Make Your Bed, Little Things That Can Change Your Life and Maybe the World. Here's how he described the importance of starting your day with a small win by making your bed. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do another task and another and another. By the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you'll never do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you'll come home to a bed that's made, that you made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. If you wanna change the world, start off by making your bed. Well, there is no question that these Navy SEALs understand discipline. What the Admiral is telling us is that the most powerful way to build up our winner circuits is to get as many small wins as we can, all day, every day. And every one of those wins activates your winner circuit, which switches on the discipline neurons. And each time that happens, your winner circuit gets a little stronger. So let's look at how this could play out for you. Let's say you've decided you're gonna write a book and you figured out that if you can just write 500 words a day, you'll have a draft finished three months from now. So you make a plan. You're gonna wake up every day at 5 a.m. and write for two hours. You're gonna do that 100 days in a row and then you can have a book in front of you. But you need discipline to keep you from hitting that snooze button and to get you sitting down at the computer by 5.15 and to keep you away from Instagram. Well, here's what you do. You start doing it. You set the alarm for five and you make yourself jump out of bed when it goes off. Even if that's all you manage to do on day one and then you spend two hours on Instagram, you tell yourself, I just got a win. My alarm went off at five and I got up. The next day, you do it again. And this time, you manage to get a paragraph written before you start scrolling through the gram. That's another win, and it's a bigger one. 
You make yourself feel good about doing those things. You consciously think to yourself, that was a win. It was a victory against the weakness inside me. And every time you do that, you're making your winner circuit stronger, which gives you more discipline. And more discipline means more wins, which strengthens your winner circuit, which gives you more discipline. And the cycle continues. Now, there's another layer to this. Every time you let yourself feel good about one of those small wins, you're giving yourself a shot of dopamine, which is essential to keeping you moving forward. There's a lot more I could say about how critically important dopamine is, but I'm not going to because I've already said it in episode 25. Well, I will say one thing about it. There's something that being a Navy SEAL does to people's brains, at least the ones who make it all the way through the training. The reward for them is in the effort itself. The thing they're all trained to do is to find enjoyment in getting themselves to do what's hard. The louder the voice in their head says, I don't wanna do this, the more dopamine they get for doing it. That is the holy grail of discipline. Okay, there's another way to strengthen your winter circuit, and it's pretty easy. Goggins uses it all the time. He calls it the cookie jar, but it's not filled with Oreos or Chips Ahoy. In his cookie jar, he's got every single success he's experienced in life and every single failure he's overcome. And whenever his discipline starts to get shaky, which he says does happen, he reaches into that cookie jar and pulls out some of those past wins. He says that helps him bypass the weak one second impulses to give in and it gets him back on track. What Goggins is doing is reliving his past wins. When he does that, his winner circuit gets stronger. More specifically, the nerve cells get wrapped in something called a myelin sheath. It's like a really long skinny condom that's open at both ends and the nerve fibers run inside it. The more you win, the more myelin you get wrapped around the cells in your winter circuit. And the myelin makes the circuit faster and stronger. Now for mice, it's all about how many times they actually win. But we humans have a little more going in the brain department than mice do. So we have the power to win over and over again in our brains without doing it in real life. Quick aside, half a century ago, there was a study on how anabolic steroids affected weightlifters. In this study, people who took a steroid called Dianabol increased their strength 14 times faster than they did without it. Well, that's not too surprising. I mean, we all know that's what steroids do. It's why people take them. Except these people weren't actually taking steroids. The researchers tricked them into believing they were. And they got the same results as the people who actually took them. That is the power of the human brain. So what you do is you keep a cookie jar filled with every win you've ever had in life in any category, sports, school, work, your love life, all of it. Every single thing that went your way goes in the cookie jar. And what you do on the regular is pull out those cookies one by one and relive the wins in your mind. Just like the people who thought they were taking Dianabol, you reliving a past win 10 times in your mind has the same effect on your winner circuit 
as winning 10 more times. This is why James Altucher, instead of making a to-do list at the beginning of the day, makes an I did list at the end of the day. As he's writing down all the things he accomplished that day, he's reliving each one of his small wins. And if you've ever listened to his podcast, you know he's got a pretty strong winner circuit. So the second way to build up your winner circuit is relive past wins. Now, I have a question for you. What kind of person are you? If I put you in an MRI and ask you that question, the part of your brain that would light up is right here. Your thoughts about yourself, your identity, is based in the same thumb-sized area of brain tissue as discipline. And the winner circuit runs straight into it. Could this mean that our level of discipline is a key part of our identity? Here's what Tony Robbins has to say about identity. The strongest force in the human personality is the need for our words and actions to stay consistent with our identity. He talks about how early in his career, he coached people who wanted to quit smoking and he'd hear them say, I'm gonna work really hard to quit smoking, but I've been a smoker my whole life. I mean, I am a smoker. And he says that meant there was zero chance they'd quit and not go back to smoking. Anytime you begin a sentence with the words, I am, if you really mean it, whatever comes next will rule your life. If you say, I'm big boned, you're not gonna lose the weight and keep it off. And if you're trying to get yourself to work out and you say, I'm just not a gym person, well, that's it. Game over, no point in getting off the couch. But we can use this to our advantage. I mean, it's pretty obvious that Jocko and Goggins each have at the core of their identity, being an ultra disciplined human being, which means their actions are guaranteed to be consistent with that. So what if you were to say to yourself, I am disciplined and really mean it. Talk yourself into fully believing it. You could say I am disciplined with a D, but it's got so much more oomph to say I am disciplined. I say noun over adjective every time. Walk around saying it out loud with conviction, but maybe not around other people. If you really want it to take root, you do what Tony Robbins calls an incantation. It's basically a declaration that you make true for yourself by repeating it over and over day after day. And you say it in your Jocko voice. I do what's hard because that's who I am. I am relentless. I am power over weakness. I am discipline. That kind of sounds like Jocko, right? Well, I promise you this works. And that's why lever number two to activate discipline in your brain is identity. And the key is to put discipline at the core of it. Probably the best book on the topic of discipline is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. He talks about how none of us makes a conscious choice not to have discipline. He says, we don't tell ourselves, I'm never gonna write my symphony. We say, I am gonna write my symphony. I'm just gonna to start tomorrow. What he's talking about is procrastination. And if you haven't already watched episode 35, you might wanna pull it up next. 
Here's what Jocko has to say about putting things off. You feel like life is gonna last a long time. If I was to talk to my 26 year old self, I'd tell that kid, you don't have time. You don't know when it's gonna end. So get out there and do the things you wanna do. Get out there now. Don't wait another second. The point Jocko's making here is one reason that lever number three for activating discipline in your brain is urgency. You need to create time pressure. If you feel like you've got plenty of time, that discipline is gonna be hard to come by. But there's an even more important reason that you need urgency, and that is autonomic arousal, which comes from norepinephrine in your brain and adrenaline in your blood. And that's the subject of episode 34. Here's the key idea. Life is a seesaw between your parasympathetic nervous system, which is there to calm you down, and your sympathetic nervous system, which is there to say, hey, get off your ass. We got shit to do. And as far as time is concerned, your parasympathetic nervous system says, chill, no reason to rush. But your sympathetic nervous system says, we gotta do this right now. Creating urgency in your mind, telling yourself why waiting is not an option, activates the sympathetic nervous system, which cranks up your autonomic arousal. Your heart beats harder and faster, blood rushes to your muscles, your pupils dilate. Urgency primes your entire body for action. But what if the thing you need the discipline to do isn't actually that urgent? Like in Pressfield's example, writing that symphony, or starting that book, or getting your ass to the gym. Well, unless you find a way to make these things urgent, they ain't gonna happen. You need to manufacture your own sense of urgency, and then you need to make yourself buy into it. Here's what you gotta say to yourself. If I don't fucking get my ass to the gym today, or if I don't find a way to write one page of my book today, I might as well give up and call it a life. It's now or never. If I can't get myself to do it today, I'm never gonna get myself to do it. And today means right now. So let's do this or let's give up. It's one or the other. We can't let this go another second. Now, you might hear that and say, yeah, Mike, uh, that's not me. I'm not really a rah-rah kind of person who talks to myself like that. Okay, I hear that. But you gotta fucking make yourself into that person or you won't get shit done. Look, it's this simple. No urgency equals no action. It's the way your brain is built. You need norepinephrine pumping up here and adrenaline pumping down here to get yourself to do what's hard. And without a sense of urgency, you ain't gonna have that. Now, I want you to imagine you're listening to Jocko or Goggins, but ignore the words they're saying. Just hear the emotion. What is it? Happiness? Playfulness? No, I'll tell you what it is. It's aggression. These guys do not smile while they're talking. I'm not sure they smile much at all. And this attitude is part of what fuels their discipline. Check out these photos of athletes at the moment of victory. And remember, the whole point of discipline is to make you a winner at whatever it is you're doing. Well, this is what winners look like. And this body language has a name. It's called dominance threat display. 
And it's pure, unadulterated aggression, which is just anger directed outwards. This is why you'll hear people like Tom Bilyeu talk about using anger as fuel. He'll think about all the people who screwed him over or told him he wouldn't amount to anything, and he'll stew in that anger and get himself in a super aggressive state to pump up his discipline and effort. And it works. The role of anger and aggression in our nervous system is to push us forward. It switches on the winter circuit. And that is why aggression is the fourth and final lever in your brain to activate discipline. But it does more than that. A researcher in England found 67 volunteers willing to stick their hand in a bucket of ice water and keep it there till they couldn't take it anymore. Here's what they found. When he let them swear as loud as they want over and over, they could keep their hands in the bucket 50% longer than when they were quiet. And it turns out the most effective word to yell out is fuck, followed by bugger, which is something English people say. The swearing fires up their aggression, which makes them keep going. And aggression has been proven to reduce the feeling of pain, physical pain and emotional pain. They both live in the same place in your brain. And emotional pain is one of the main obstacles to discipline. So aggression is a great way to activate discipline. And it's pretty obvious how that works if you're talking about something physical with an opponent, like boxing. But what if the discipline you're after is to read more or eat better? Well, this is why Tom Bilyeu has a catalog in his head of people he's angry at. It's to give him a way to switch on the aggression based on a memory. But carrying around that kind of anger can be a little dangerous. It's like battery acid. You hold on to that shit, you're gonna burn yourself. The person you're angry at ain't gonna feel nothing. Also, keeping anger buried inside for years on end has been proven to have serious health consequences, including cancer. So let me offer an alternative. You can look at these winners and do what they're doing. You puff out your chest, lean your head back a little, clench your fists, tense all your muscles up super tight, and yell like this, yeah! That gets you into an aggressive state without having to carry around the anger. And if you say fuck or bugger, it works even better. What's more, when you use the body language of victory, what that tells your dorsal medial prefrontal cortex is, I am a winner. It's actually way more powerful than saying the words. Well, you now have a set of tools to activate discipline in your brain that no one else in the world has, except for anyone else who watched this video. And it's up to you what you're gonna do with them. Here is what you could do right now. Take a hard look at your life and ask yourself this. Do I have the potential to create an even better life for myself? If I find the discipline today and every day to do what I know is best for me, how much better could my life get? Like Jocko said, you don't know when this is gonna end. So don't wait another second. Get out there and live. Strive to be better because the life you've got is a gift. Listen. Discipline is the path to all the things you want from life, including things you can't even imagine right now. You have the power to make yourself a winner 
in every part of your life. So let me leave you by asking one more time the most important question anyone will ever ask you. What kind of person are you 